0: Good morning and welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. I am really excited to talk about fat and skinny and everything in between eating disorders and particularly hormone uh, hormone imbalances because I just recently, and I'm still going through it, um, am going through a bout with periocular dermatitis. I don't know if you're familiar with this. But it's very common in women aged 25 to 45. And uh, well, it's not very common. It's actually rare, but common. And um, it plagues women from um, a hormonal standpoint is how it starts. And then something... Um, in terms of your environment kind of really sets it off. And then pretty soon you're just in a whirlwind of the flames of hell on your face. And that's what I've been going through. And um, so I want to talk to you about all these sorts of things today. But before we do that, maybe you could share
1: with the listeners a little bit about your world and how you got into it. Yeah, of course. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me onto the show today. Um, So I'm based in the UK. Um, My business is Body Theory by Amy. And I am an online nutrition coach and personal trainer with a huge passion for women's hormonal health. So I help women to lose weight, get their energy back, and have... Have wonderful menstrual cycles so really excited to get into this conversation Um, and while I'm not familiar with the particular hormonal condition that you're going through I do know that hormonal conditions just affect so many women in so many different ways and it can be seriously distressing.
0: Uh, so you know what's crazy is when i first went to the doctor they prescribed all the wrong things i ended up not taking anything that was prescribed by the way and i will share how i healed um it has a lot to do with my gut health i'm super Mm. um conscientious of my body my weight i'm 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 not a gym rat um i'm a total holistic natural kind of go out and you know hike my butt off kind of person but um if i start feeling sluggish or st- i i'm real prone to like skin rashes if i start noticing any of that stuff it's like okay zip it's time to check my gut health because Um, I do have a thyroid condition. I have Hashimoto's. Um, so hormonally speaking, Mm -hmm. you know, I just am already up against that, which I think so many women, um, it's insane, at least in the United States have been diagnosed with that condition. I was diagnosed at a very young age at 19 It's genetic runs in my family. So my grandmother had it, my dad has it. And, um, so I think just not knowing, um, you know, not knowing for a long time growing up what I was dealing with and then really having it strike me in my college years, I just became super mindful about um, my hormones and my gut and my body and and really in tune to it. And so for that reason, you know, I don't take a lot of medications, I don't use birth control. One of the things I'll notice right away when my hormones are out of whack is that my periods get insane insane. Like I'll suddenly just feel like I'm bleeding to death once a month, um, clotting all sorts of weird gross stuff. Um, but with this periocular dermatitis, um, the first thing I did was uh, I, I cut out alcohol. I cut out everything that was inflammatory and kind of really paired back to very lean proteins, um, leafy green vegetables, all all the wintery vegetables we have right now are root vegetables. So carrots and beets and stuff and ancient grains like bulgur and farro. And almost immediately I just started feeling better in general, like overall, you know, it's one of those things where when your gut's not doing well and you're hormonally off, you, you find yourself kind of covering up in front of your partner, or your spouse, and you're, cause you're feeling bloated or you're, naked again and not feeling, you know, kind of like I need to cover myself up.
1: So talk to me all about the world of hormones for women. I'll let you take the show. (laughs) So what particular area would you like to dive into? What would your listeners like to know about? I think, I think the listeners would love to know how hormones play a part in, in health
0: as in terms of weight. I think that they would Love that. I hear this all the time from women that I work with. You know, I can't seem to get my weight in check. Doesn't matter what I do, doesn't matter what
1: I try. So I'd love to hear your perspectives on that. Mm, well, there's so many different factors at play when it comes to changes in hormones and your ability to lose weight. And of course, the typical weight loss issues tend to happen as a woman approaches her. Late 30s, early 40s, uh, 50s, and we go through that transition of perimenopause into menopause and postmenopause, where a lot of hormone changes happen. But hormonal changes really can affect a woman at any age when it comes to. Her ability to lose weight. Like I work with a lot of women who have PCOS, for example, um, which is a hormone imbalance, um, which can really reduce a woman's metabolic rate. So I have a lot of women approaching me with PCOS who are really struggling to um, get their weight down. Um, and for those not familiar with PCOS, typically you have high androgens um, and. You you will struggle to manage your blood sugar levels. So insulin, that wonderful hormone. And just thinking about what happens with a woman as she starts to approach those perimenopausal years, we really have a hard time managing a few different things. So our blood sugars become more unstable, which means that... We're more likely to reach for high carb, high sugar foods, and while we can feel like we haven't changed anything in our diet, sneaky little things can go under the radar like that. Um, and we can just blame it on the fact that our estrogen, our progesterone is going wild, when actually so many women benefit from just getting their blood sugar levels way more stable during that phase of life. So. That that the hunger disappears um the extreme cravings and the low energy disappears so this is really where i place my focus when it comes to balancing hormones like how can we get what i call all of your biofeedback in check where you have great stable energy you don't have these wild unpredictable um cravings and you're not hungry all the time and it's really very individual from woman to woman how she's going to achieve that but for hormonal balance we need to get our biofeedback in check so that we can really be successful at managing our eating habits managing our exercise our sleep like sleep is so important and that obviously goes wild as we get older as well and have things like insomnia so there's so many different Um, ways that you can get your hormones in check and um, I think we're very much on the same page and that you don't just need to go to the doctor's office and immediately get HRT or like go on the birth control pill or get some some kind of medication because we can really support ourselves naturally so wonderfully and our body can come back into balance once it knows what it needs
0: so I'm really curious, um, you, you mentioned biofeedback. I know that in terms of mental health, but could you share for the listeners a little bit about what that means in terms of physical health and in, in terms of like the, you know, maybe
1: the um, the metabolic component to it? Yeah. So when I talk about biofeedback, I use a little acronym that we call SHMAC. <laughs> so I've already mentioned hunger, energy and cravings. Um, so S H M E C, Schmeck, uh, S would be for sleep. So how's your sleep doing? Are you suffering from insomnia and are you only getting like five hours sleep a night or are you sleeping like a baby and waking up feeling refreshed in the morning? So sleep is a huge biofeedback tool for us. Then we've got H, which is hunger. And when our hormones are balanced, we should just have a healthy, appetite. Like it's good to feel hungry, but not to have excessive hunger. Then we've got M, which is for mood. So if we were scoring our mood on a scale of one to 10, really, we want it to be like above a five most of the time. And if our mood starts to drop really low, this is an indicator that something isn't quite up with the way that we are managing our bodies and living our life. And then we've got E, which is for energy. So what are we doing to keep our energy in check? And then C is for cravings. So making sure that we don't have those wild, insatiable sugar cravings, carb cravings, salt cravings um, that really cause us to sabotage ourselves. And then the other bits of biofeedback that don't kind of fit so nicely into that Schmeck acronym, but are very important is your digestive health. So are you pooping every day? Um, Do you have bloating? Do you have gas? And then what's your menstrual cycle doing? So do you have a menstrual cycle? Is it regular? Do you have painful cycles? Do you have really heavy cycles? And these are all ways for us to really intelligently assess whether our body is in balance, and whether it's happy with the life that we're living, uh, the, the, the exercise that we're giving it, and the food that we're giving it as well. Um, and so I use this a lot with my clients so that we can assess whether the strategy that they're using is right for them. And typically, when Schmeck comes into check, and digestion is great, and menstrual cycle is easy um, and they have like a healthy libido as well. then weight loss just becomes so much easier because you've brought your body back into balance where it feels like it's safe to lose weight and not in this like fight or flight stressed out state where it just wants to hold on to fat and really fight against you. Does that make sense?
0: It does, and I'm curious. How do um how about how how do women lose the weight once they're already maybe struggling with uh, you know that, that kind of difficult bit that's hard to be around the mid tummy, and you know they're feeling maybe like they're getting older and it's just harder to shed the weight. What do you recommend for that for them to kind of really start the burning of stuff that's maybe lingering?
1: Yeah, so a lot of the problem here, let's take a woman who, let's say she's in her 50s, right? And she's done all of the diets over the years. Her metabolism, it remembers all of those diets that she's done. And the more diets that you've done over the years, the lower your metabolic rate becomes. And that's one of the reasons why it becomes so much harder to shift the fat as you get older. So that's one of the factors that's going on. But the good news is that there's plenty you can do to elevate your metabolic rate again. And A lot of this is actually encouraging women to eat more. I meet so many women who come to me and say, Amy, like I eat really healthy. I hardly eat anything and I exercise and I just can't get the weight off. And oftentimes it's because they're not eating enough to to fuel their body and really get their metabolism rebuilt and revving. So oftentimes, and this sounds really counterintuitive, but women need to eat more to rebuild their metabolism, because the more that you eat, your metabolism just follows that. It starts to increase its metabolic rate. And then once you've got your metabolism back into balance, then you can try reducing food intake, and then it works. Um, I don't know whether you've heard of reverse dieting, but this is kind of along the lines of how we would approach someone who doesn't eat very much and still can't lose the fat. So that's one thing that's going on just too many diets over the years, your body remembers it, metabolism has adapted and just will not lose fat anymore. The other thing that happens is stress. So we live in a pretty stressful world now, like we've got stress coming at us from all angles. Uh, looking after children, looking after parents, working full time, maybe not sleeping enough. And, you know, all of the stresses that we deal with. And when we're stressed, we release the hormone cortisol. And as women get older and our estrogen and our progesterone starts to decline, they're like our stress shields, so as we start to lose our stress shield, we're not as resilient anymore to the act of cortisol on our body. And if you're finding that when you gain weight, maybe you used to gain it on your bum or your legs, but now it's just going to your belly, that is a pretty sure sign that you're suffering from um, the effects of cortisol and you're and now you're storing belly fat. So your strategy becomes how can I actually reduce stress in my life rather than hardcore dieting and pushing harder in your workouts and doing more 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 it's actually how can you do less and that is a perfect strategy for any woman going through perimenopause actually temptation is to Push harder in workouts and do more more cardio and more high intensity training. Um, and it's the worst thing for your body at that time of your life. You really need to be thinking about reducing stress by practicing um yoga, meditation, um, you know, all of this like woo-woo stuff and taking leisure walks and doing things in your life that bring you joy so that you can reduce the like the powerful act of cortisol, um, stressing out your body. And then the third thing that comes to mind is muscle mass. So after the age of 30, women start to, and not just women, men as well, but we're talking about women, so I'm gonna go there. Uh, We start to lose our muscle mass unless we actively do resistance training to tell our body to hold on to it. So between the ages of 30 and 40, if a woman isn't doing any kind of like strength training, resistance training, weight training, then she may lose between five and 10 pounds of muscle during that decade. And then wow. the same's going to happen between 40 and 50. And the same is going to happen between 50 and 60. So this is where we get those elderly people that are so fragile because they haven't actively told their body to hold on to this muscle mass. Now, the link here between muscle mass and fat gain is that your muscle is it's like your metabolic engine. It takes a lot of energy for your body to, to fuel muscle and keep it on your body. It's really energy hungry. So the more muscle mass we have, the higher our metabolic rate is. So if you're not building muscle, actively challenging your body through strength training, then year on year and decade after decade, your muscle mass declines. And so we end up with a lower metabolic rate. So it becomes harder for us to lose fat. So those are like the three three big things that, are, that I see um, are the reason why it becomes so much harder to lose weight as you get older. So like one was like the constant dieting over the years. The second is stress. And the third is losing your muscle mass. Um,
0: yeah, I would say all those things would definitely contribute. <laughs> and so And so what do you recommend for women who maybe are struggling with, and I know I've heard this a lot lately, especially since the pandemic, I don't know something about COVID or whatever, um, but women who are struggling with really painful periods, like, um, you know, just that PMS that's over the top, um, really kind of feels debilitating to some women. What is your go-to on that in terms of how they can um, help reduce, uh, do you recommend Epsom salt baths? What's, What's your advice there?
1: Oh, so I love helping women with difficult periods because they feel like it's just something they have to live with. Um, And actually, there's so much you can do to make them a whole lot easier. So the reason why you have PMS and heavy periods is because you're in a state of what we call estrogen dominance. So I mentioned before, estrogen and progesterone, there are two, what we think of as like the female reproductive hormones. And when these are in beautiful balance, we don't have PMS and we don't have period problems. But when estrogen starts to dominate over progesterone, it's that gap between the hormones that causes a lot of these problems. So we're really looking at how we can bring estrogen and progesterone back into balance so that PMS doesn't become an issue. Um, And it comes back to stress. One of the things is stress. When you're stressed out, one of the first things to drop is your progesterone levels. So your body will start producing cortisol rather than progesterone. So, yeah, 100% Epsom salt bars. That's like something amazing that we can do to reduce our stress levels um, and also give us that that magnesium in order to... Um, support our body in producing more progesterone so that really helps with pms like getting your progesterone estrogen back into balance reducing your stress levels doing things that are relaxing and bring you joy and then when it comes to like the heavy periods um again that is estrogen really dominating and there's there's different issues with um different Women, there isn't like a um, one approach to fix all when it comes to heavy periods. But one of the things that I've found to be very successful across the board is a reduction in dairy produce. So that's been really effective for not just reducing heavy periods, but also reducing period pain as well. So that's one of my go tos. Definitely reducing dairy, just because it's quite inflammatory um, and can push push estrogen up a little bit higher than our body likes it to be. And for I I think, I think you know, as you're talking, the main thing I'm hearing
0: repeatedly throughout the whole conversation is just don't stress out, just chill
1: out. It's such and an important
0: out thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find that so true. I mean, it's absolutely the cortisol, it's insane. And if you've ever seen like, I don't know if you've ever seen like a waves demonstration of cortisol, but basically, um, you know, if you don't come back down to baseline in between heightened stress moments, you're just kind of operating at this new baseline that's way up in the sky in terms of the cortisol levels. And I think that, you know, our modern society has kind of perpetuated that for women and, and the demands yeah. of women now to, you know, have to do so much um, in terms of what they do in the home and what they do outside of the home and all of that, you know, and then we've got kids that are in 42 different types of sports and <laughs> running them here and there and all of that. I mean, so I think that, that your the big takeaway here is just don't stress out.
1: It really is. And I was a victim of high cortisol for years. But I just didn't realize it. You know, I was full of energy. I had so much get up and go that I didn't think there was anything wrong with my cortisol levels. I just, you know, I thought I was great at just getting stuff done. (laughs) And then um, for me, the problem with stress was that I completely lost my menstrual cycle. So my body was so stressed out with cortisol that it obviously didn't feel like it would be a safe place for me to reproduce and bring a baby into the world. So my body did not have a menstrual cycle for many, many years until I became obsessive and I mean obsessive about reducing my stress to the point that I even sold my business because that was the biggest stress in my life. I'd done all of the little things, you know, like doing yoga and having lots of baths and breathing, but it didn't do the trick until I got rid of like the the big rock, like the thing that was really causing me stress in my life. And at the time, that was my business. So I um... Well,
0: I'll tell you about the period thing. What's interesting is, um, you know, I have these days where I'll have super duper 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 heavy flow. And one of the things that I noticed is that um, we were flying back east. And we were in some kind of shit weather and stuff. And, and when I say flying, I mean, as in not in a small airplane. And I noticed that it was my heavy flow day, but I didn't have heavy flow at all. And that's because in the fight or flight response, you know, menstruation is one of the first things that the body suppresses. So it's, um, it's not surprising to me that you, you describe that, that, that is, you know, that correlates with what, the, the body is supposed to do which is yeah you don't you, you can't be making a baby if you're this stressed out
1: yeah exactly and we can feel like our body's working against us but really it's just your body doing exactly what it's meant to do it's always trying to protect us keep us safe and and keep us alive so my body was doing what it was designed to do it was just that I wasn't treating my body well to actually do what I wanted it to do yeah absolutely Well, Amy, how can
0: people get a hold of you? Where can they learn more about what you have going on?
1: Yeah. So people can find me over on Instagram as Amy Body Theory, or I spend a lot of time hanging around on Facebook. So you can find me there. And I'm Amy Oldfield. So come and find me, send me a message. uh, Let me know what is going on with you. I've got a ton of free resources. So if you want to come to me with your challenges, then I'm pretty sure I'll have something that I can send you that can help you out.
0: I love that. And as always, we include the links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining us all the way from the UK. And we really enjoyed the conversation today. Thank
1: you, Michaela. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.